your family. It's a cold day here in Oklahoma with this giant cold front that's just plowed through everywhere in the country. So I'm sure uh, most of you, regardless of where you're listening from or viewing from, are cold like we are here in Oklahoma. I've got my nice, hot, warm, uh, wonderful energy and wellness tea that's come from Neighborhood Nutrition, and I'm ready to talk to you guys about some interesting thoughts. So we're going to dive down the rabbit hole in some interesting ways this morning. Um, should be fun. Uh, we should be quite entertained. But the first thing that we want to do, or I want to do, is really talk to you guys about yeah, yeah, uh, uh, no, this right here. See, uh, and I know that you guys have, have, have never noticed that I have this giant, huge cyst or used to have this cyst on my neck. Um, well, I don't anymore. <laughs> and um, I want to talk about that just for a second because I'm normally pretty dang hard on the medical system, right? So, um, by the way, this is what we're going to talk about today, but I'll come back to that in a second. Uh, oh, let me get over here. Hold on. I'm driving now. Okay. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about, um, you know, I'm hard on the medical system because I think the medical system is a business model and that business model is not always in our best interest, right? So there's, you know, the, there's lots of little loops, let's say, in that business model that, that aren't, that don't help you, you know, and, and they're kind of money making things, right? But there are definitely great things about the medical system, and in particular, um, traumatic, acute care, surgery, you know, things like this, right? So I believe me, I've worked a lot on how to get rid of that thing. So there's been a lot of uh, different substances applied to my cyst, uh, but I couldn't get rid of it. I couldn't figure out how to get rid of it. And again, I know a lot about human function. I know a lot about how cells work. I know a lot about how your body works. I know a lot about how you process and get rid of stuff you don't need anymore. I know a lot about autophagy and kind of how you get rid of stuff like this. And, and I couldn't cause my body, let's say, to uh, get rid of it. Um, so in cases like this, I mean, you need, or I needed, the medical system. But I want to do a real shout out to, uh, I'm Chickasaw, and so I use the Chickasaw uh, Medical Center, and I use the Chickasaw Medical System. And um, most people, you know, I guess they probably have the wrong impression, let's say, about Indian medical systems, or at least, the Chickasaw medical system, because I want to tell you a little bit about my experience. And I want to give a shout out to, uh, first of all, Dr. Kruger and uh, Lieutenant Governor Anoa Tubby. Um, you know, Dr. Kruger heads the whole Chickasaw uh, medical situation, and Lieutenant Governor Anoa Tubby um, has sort of led that in the past, and I'm sure is intimately involved with that. But this is such a good situation and my my surgeon who was great is a guy named dr mason and um before my surgery i asked him because I, I was interested i said well what is your impression and he's a contractor he comes in from uh out of state and i said well what's your impression overall the chickasaw medical system and i honestly i didn't i expected him to be critical um, and he, he was critical in a good way, which was really interesting. But he said it's run a very tightly run ship. It's very mission focused on delivering care and, you know, mission focused on helping people. 
Um, and that was absolutely my experience. So my nurse tech, Tim, the people that checked me in, you know, the anesthesiologist, it was just, it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. So again, big shout out to Chickasaw Nation Medical Center and all you guys who run it, manage it, and make it happen day to day. Thank you very much. All right, so now let's get to the task at hand. Um, I wanna talk to you guys really about uh, Christmas, right? So, and its relationship to the sun and the sun's relationship to you and Jesus and how all that kind of ties together. So this should be fun. We're gonna go down a deep rabbit hole today. Um, but I, I just, I point this out. If you go and look at winter solstice and then, you know, winter solstice is uh, December 21st and 22nd. So we just passed winter solstice. Um, winter solstice is when we're furthest away from the sun or closest to the sun. Ah, anyway, it has to do with the sun. So I can't remember if it's, you know, when we're cold. But winter solstice is, is a time, you know, of attention and focus on the sun, right? So there you go. We're just gonna go right on down this rabbit hole. So, oh, first of all, on the Chickasaw Nation thing. So I wanna make one more point here. Um, this is uh, what we do at, at Neighborhood Nutrition. So really, really easy to uh, thermal image and look at things. So this is me, you know, this morning, um, this is, less than 24 hours after my surgery. So what I want to point out is on the bottom pictures, um, the area on the, sorry, the, the, on the bottom, the picture on the left shows my area of surgery. So it says area of interest. And you can see that I'm 102 degrees Fahrenheit there in that particular picture. And then when you compare that to the other side of my face, you can see there that I'm 94.2 degrees. So I'm a little bit, and what that means is I've just got a lot more kind of going on. I got a little bit more heat on one side. But then if you really look directly at my neck, so that's the upper picture, the upper left, you can see that there's not much of a, a heat delta between the different sides of my face you know, when you're directly comparing the different sides. I definitely do have a little bit more heat, you know, where I had the area of impact and a little bit more drainage over there, uh, but not much, you know, which is shocking. So when good medical practice, which is what I got at the Chickasaw Nation Medical Center, meets really good diet, behavior, and personal practice, which is what Cindy and I do, um, then good things happen. And literally my pain from this never exceeded a one. Uh, and again, obviously I have very little inflammation and inflammation shows up great on a thermal image. Okay, so anyway, now let's get back to the task at hand. Sorry about that. I forgot I had that additional sl slide. So what is our, and we may go a little long today. Normally I try to keep these to you know, 30 minutes or so, but we may go a little long because uh, I got a lot of information I want to give you guys today. Um, so what is our direct connection to the sun? I really want to talk about this because this is important. We are intimately tied to the sun, okay? We would not exist without the sun. The energy that we get comes from the sun and it either comes from the sun through how it makes food for us, you know, through plants, or it comes to us directly. And again, we'll talk about that. Um, we are like a big antenna. We store, literally store, radiant energy from the sun. 
your fat does that, believe it or not. So your fat contains resonant cavities that store, see this thing that says absorption right here? Well, part of that absorption is you, okay? So you absorb radiant energy from the sun. Tesla, if you go back and look at Tesla's patents, he talks about radiant energy because he's talking about energy from the sun. Cool stuff, huh? Yeah, but there's a little bit more to it. So it gets a little bit more complicated. Um, and again, even the earth, and this is just this sort of complicated and chaotic slide shows how much of the earth's processes are driven by the sun. So not only are you affected by the sun, but the giant spinning ball that you stand on every day is uber, uber affected by the sun, okay? All right, so how else are you affected by the sun? Well, we have something called a circadian rhythm. And this comes literally from light that enters our eyes and hits our the succumbent nucleus or whatever it's called, right, SCN. And it hits our SCN and light entrains us, the sun entrains us to a circadian rhythm cycle. Okay? So, super important. Now, does this circadian rhythm cycle relate to anything else? Yes! Our cells literally are synced to this cycle and synced to the sun. Cool stuff, huh? So your function is directly related to that big bright ball in the sky. And cells cycle through a complete, um, you know, kind of life and death cycle based on that rhythm, based on the light that you get in your eyes. Cool beans, huh? How close are you to the sun? <laughs> How close are we tied to the sun? And don't let the spelling be lost on you. The sun, like Jesus, if it's not clear, okay? Our cells are not only synced with a bright shining ball in the sky, they're synced with Jesus. Cool, huh? So, I hate saying this word. You guys can pronounce it however you want. Zuckerbergs or whatever. I tried to, you know, I played it like six times on the computer this morning so I'd remember it, but I, yeah, sorry, it's gone. So, pronounce it any way that you will. But what these guys are, are things that will affect our circadian rhythm, okay? So our circadian rhythm, or the rhythm of our cells, if you want to look at it that way, is absolutely affected by light. But what else affects it? Eating, feeding. When you eat, you disrupt, you change, your normal circadian rhythm, okay? Now we've all gotta eat, but we don't wanna cause chaos. We don't wanna cause chaos in the system, right? So eating, the act of eating, disrupts this 24-hour cycle. It should be a part of the 24-hour cycle, probably, but you need to be aware that it's an, it disrupts things, right? So it's gonna change things in this cycle because by the virtue of being a Zeitgerber, it is a change agent in your circadian rhythm. The big picture, how the sun talks to you, how Jesus talks to you, if you will, how God talks to you, if you will. 
Sleep is a part of that rhythm. Exercise is something that you can inject into that situation to change that rhythm, as is temperature, as is feeding. So what I'm saying is you're programmable, all right? So we're, we need light and we're gonna have periods of sleep, but you can program yourself and you can program your metabolism by eating, by exercise, and by temperature. All right, so does your metabolism have a rhythm? And this is important because this really kind of goes to when we should eat. Because every time we eat, we kind of start some processes over within a cell. And those cells are really trying to um, form this, you know, kind of almost symphony, right? So again, when you eat, you start this metabolic process and the metabolic process kind of needs to run along with the circadian rhythm, all right? Um, our circadian cycle is linked to our behavioral cycle, so our sleep-wake cycle. Misalignment in these, and sleep-wake and eating cycle, and misalignment, meaning if we get out of balance here and out of adjustment, like if you're awake at night and sleep during the day, or if you don't eat during the right times, and I mean during the right times, so certain times we should eat, and that should be aligned with the sun, okay? But if we don't do that, guess what? We get diabetes, glucose intolerance. We get off, our metabolic clock gets off and we get messed up. And again, this is time to the sun. This is time to 24 hour cycles within cells. So your metabolism is like a symphony. It's important when cells do things. You have vast communication between different types of cells in your body, and they all go through this rhythmic 24-hour process. And how they transfer and kind of maintain and move around energy, it's a symphony. It's a symphony. And we don't even begin to understand this symphony. What I'm saying is that if we eat at the wrong times, we disrupt the symphony and we play chaos. We play chaos in our metabolic processes. The act of eating disrupts the symphony. Because we don't understand the alignment, this alignment that we have between our natural processes and the sun, we literally play a chaotic symphony of ill health every day. Can I read that again? Because we do not understand the alignment we have between our natural processes and the sun, Jesus, the big shining ball in the sky, we literally play a chaotic symphony of ill health every day. All right, so just real quick the solution, then we'll go down another little rabbit hole here with the sun. Um, but Holly the bear, so I talk about Holly the bear a lot, and Holly the bear knows how to play her metabolic clock. She doesn't have all the chaos and confusion that we have about when to eat and the USDA and you need to eat breakfast, lunch, and dinner and all this advice and counsel. Holly just listens to nature. So when Holly comes out of her cave, she's a super skinny, hungry bear. But Holly needs to be lean. Holly needs to move around. Holly needs to reproduce. And so Holly really needs to stay lean 
during the spring and summer. So what Holly does is Holly eats only in a two to four hour window. Holly might eat a gajillion calories during that two to four hours, but she only eats in that window because she is playing her symphony to build a lean body mass, okay? Holly understands, so by the end of the summer, Holly looks like bear on left, right? So, well, bear on left's right coming out of the cave, but Holly's buff by the end of the summer. Holly is muscular, Holly's lean, Holly looks good. Holly changes her behavior, her eating behavior, and starts eating 20 hours a day in the fall. Just by that change, she changes her symphony. And her symphony now begins to play store the fat music, okay? And she puts on weight. And she'll put on weight until she gets ready to hibernate. Now, we can learn a lot from Holly the Bear because we don't even begin to understand how to even play the instruments in our symphony, okay? Um, but again, this data is out there and, 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 and it's possible to do this and intermittent fasting is a really good start. Now, and again, what all that means is be like Holly, be like Holly in the, in the, in the spring and summer and only eat in a two to four hour window. Again, start with maybe a six hour window, but start cutting that down. Now look what that does. And again, you can look this up for your own. Uh, intermittent fasting improves obesity, insulin resistance, high cholesterol, hypertension, and inflammation. All of these things are caused by just a chaotic symphony, okay? So intermittent fasting brings you more in line with God's natural system that was literally translated through Jesus the Son. Are you feeling me? Merry Christmas. Okay, so again, back to, you could, I've done three or four different uh, chip talks on the immune system and the concept of shields. But all of this goes to the concept of shields. If we play in our immune system and how we defend ourselves, if we play chaos, our shields are down. We don't have the shield strength that we need. If we understand our symphony, <laughs> We got good shield strength. We can fly into the Klingons, baby. So another thing about the sun, uh, this is kind of a fun one. You guys will enjoy this one. Is this nice little loop between cholesterol, vitamin D, and the sun. Have you ever heard of chlorophyll or pigment, you know, that plants use to photosynthesize? Yeah, you have that same stuff. Um, but anyway, Cholesterol is part of that system. And literally there's not really much difference between cholesterol and vitamin D. I mean, look at the two molecules. By the way, see those little rings, those little benzene rings in those molecules? Those are called resonant cavities. Those hold not only, not only could just cholesterol hold energy as a fat, it holds energy as a frequency. And those are stored in those resonant cavities. Isn't that cool? But anyway, the sun activates and is the source of that frequency. So cholesterol literally is like an antenna. It pulls energy in from the sun and it holds a frequency. 
But that, and that's called vitamin D, okay, once it's energized. So cholesterol is sort of de-energized fat, and vitamin D is the energized version of that fat, all tuned up with all this frequency, okay? So if you're not close enough to the sun, Jesus, then you don't convert vitamin D. You don't do a very critical thing in your physiology, <laughs> We got to get close to the sun. We have to understand our relationship to the sun. This is critical to our health. So if you're not in the sun enough and you're not converting your cholesterol to vitamin D, guess what? You're going to have an excess of cholesterol. If you don't understand the symphony, cholesterol is used for every hormone in your body, okay? If you don't understand the symphony, you'll be making cholesterol all the time and not using it, not burning it, not you know, using it to build other molecules. That's all part of understanding the symphony, okay? The symphony of metabolism. And right now we just play chaos because we don't understand this. Without vitamin D, folks, we're sitting ducks to pathogenic bacteria. And throw a little, you know, again, if I want to grow bacteria back there in my lab, sugar is a great way to do it, right? Um, and again, so, you know, no vitamin D and a bunch of sugar, you're a bacterial sitting duck. And most disease is caused by what? Bacteria. Yeah. You see in the picture? By the way, this is, looks almost purposeful. Uh, I, you know, it's up to you whether you go down that conspiracy rabbit hole, but um, you know, it, it does, sadly. So, and, and again, not by Dr. Joe, um, but by you know, the institutions have almost been set up to create this uh, whole chain of events, let's say. Okay, now. Let's, let's tie all this up in a pretty little bow, shall we? If you go back uh, to any kind of textbook uh, before 1900, you're going to find that if you're a kiddo, you're taught about the five indigenous races of man, or four indigenous races at one time. Um, these indigenous races were indigenous to areas of the world. Why aren't we taught about this anymore? We all come from these five genesis uh, of men. So we're all connected. We're all, you know, one or five people, if you will. Um, so there you go. Well, before there was Christianity, you know, there was something, right? And again, the indigenous existed before Christianity. So what was there right so what did we talk about before jesus came what did we talk about before jesus gave us probably this new you know focus on the sun that somehow we've lost but i think jesus taught us that and i don't know where that teaching is but i think he taught us everything i'm trying to teach you um anyway but we'll we'll probably recover that again at some point uh but you know again so before Christianity, though, there, there were five indigenous races of men. 
And, and if you go back to Egypt, and Egypt is about the furthest back that you can go to find kind of ancient writings. Well, China, but all these match, you know. So uh, India goes back really to, to Egypt. But Egypt, very, very old teachings. And the oldest of the old teacher was a gent named Hermes, right? And Hermes was, uh, in Greek and Roman philosophy, he's a god, but he appeared to be a man that, you know, lived in Egypt. And people would come from far and wide to learn from Hermes and learn about his teachings about the sun and about how the sun affected us and how the sun, you know, was kind of our everything and our it. Um, he'd teach about so above, you know, as above, so below. Now, again, there's spiritual realms, and there's also realms inside of you. You have a spiritual war that goes on inside of you every day. And again, you need the sun in order to win that spiritual battle over bacteria that are trying to kill you and take control over you, possess you. <laughs> See in the picture? Okay, so is Jesus associated with the sun? Uh, you guys could satisfy yourself there. What, what, when you think of Jesus, do you think of the sun? I mean, when you think of Jesus in your heart, do you think of the sun? You do. We all do. Okay, so again, our cells are synced with the sun, all right? I mean, it just doesn't get any bigger and better than that. See that little guy in the bottom right, that little blue circle that says P53? That's your cancer killer, boys and girls. Synced with the sun. All right, so we'll leave it there. Merry Christmas. Love you guys. Uh, as always, there will be more to come on Chip Talks. Uh, we'll continue to go down the rabbit hole. We'll continue to try to get this right. We'll continue to teach our truths.